So, okay. Um, so I'm Tim, a compulsive overeater, and grateful to be here this morning and have this opportunity. Uh, I strongly believe in uh, passing on what's been given to me so freely. And uh, I, one of the first things I cut my teeth on uh, was that, you know, you can't keep it unless you give it away. And um, so this is an opportunity for me to uh, give away what I've been given. I, I've been in program for 28 years um, and um, been sober for 32 years. That's part of my story and also part of the reason why I ended up here uh, was because of uh, I felt like my higher power was uh, guiding me towards OA. But uh, uh, I think it's important to qualify myself, first of all, because uh, quite frequently uh, uh, when I look at somebody's physical being, it's like, well, they don't belong here or whatever. And then you hear their story and realize, oh, they really do belong here. And I really do belong here. Um, that uh, uh, I've, I've dealt with weight all my life. I've been, as a child, I was obese, you know, um, that um, uh, just, you know, and uh, dealing with the uh, psychological side of being an obese kid, of having other kids tease me and, you know, the self-esteem issues that come out of that, uh, that I feel like uh, that's something that we all are, a lot of us deal with is, um, you know, uh, dealing with just undoing childhood issues of uh, what comes with being overweight and um, the, that uh, through grade school, you know, uh, constantly uh, being uh, teased about that. Uh, in eighth grade, I decided I wanted to go to a seminary. Uh, and part of the reason it was now I look back and realize it was a geographical cure that, you know, I, I was tired of getting teased about my weight, et cetera. I figured if I went to a new place, maybe that wouldn't continue as well as it was all boys. So it was, you know, guys don't care about other guys being overweight. You know, that uh, part part of uh, what, one of the most cruelest things that occurred to me in uh, grade school was uh, when I heard girls teasing each other saying, you like Timmy, and they, they going, oh, no, not Timmy. And, uh, you know, uh, so anyways. Uh, so, um, uh, and I, I enjoyed being in the seminary because it was all guys and they didn't care if I was overweight. And uh, also I thought maybe I'd lose my weight, but even there, I, I discovered ways that I ended up working, that we, being a seminary that uh, we, we had to do housework and uh, work period and uh, that the students did a lot of the work upkeep of the property. And um, so I, I managed to get jobs in the kitchen. And um, so I could go back to the bakery and steal cookies and, you know, just, uh, you know, take care of my disease. And, and I didn't lose weight while I was there. But uh, anyways, uh, but then later on, I discovered drugs and alcohol, and I used that as a form of weight control. That, you know, I found that if I was medicated, it was much easier losing weight uh, or not eating and um so uh that that so that's 
part of the reason why I went that direction as well as, you know, I just don't like feel, feeling feelings. And uh, the drugs and alcohol definitely helped with that. And um, so at age 18, uh, just to give you another physical side of uh, the effects of being overweight that I lost 30 pounds. And at the age of 18, I grew six inches. So my weight had been holding me down, you know, as far as growth wise. And um, anyways, uh, so, uh, and once I lost the weight, started doing drugs and alcohol, I, I stayed relatively thin or, you know, um, in uh, the proper weight. And so uh, that continued until, um, and during this period, uh, I, I married two ladies, uh, my first wife and, uh, you know, and, and I was a real people pleaser. And, um, you know, that I, I married my first wife, but out of people pleasing that, you know, we were dating. And uh, at the time I worked for JCPenney in Louisville and uh, they told me they were going to transfer me away. And we were sitting there talking about what we were going to do. And, uh, you know, could we do a long distance relationship or not? And I was like, well, what do you want to do? Get married? And she was like, oh, yes. And I was like, oh, no, you know, thinking, oh, no. But I was like, okay. And I ended up marrying her, you know, that uh, just to uh, keep her happy or whatever, or not have a confrontation. And, um, and that relationship lasted seven, needless to say, it only lasted seven years. And it was basically ended because she wanted me uh, or wanted out. But, um, and then my second wife uh, was the reason why I got into recovery because uh, she she was sober in AA. And uh, one of the things I found attractive about her was that she had this peace and tranquility about her. And as I got to know her better, I found out about she was uh, in recovery, even though she wasn't going to meetings. And um, uh, I, I went, she went to meetings to pick up tokens and that was about it. So I I'd go with her. And to my surprise, I felt at home when I went to the meetings. And um, another part of it is that uh, I heard the promises and thought, you know, if half of those things came true in my life, my life would be 200% better than what it is now. And um, Anyways, uh, going down that path, I, I ended up getting sober, partially to try to get her sober, but because um, she relapsed and both of us relapsed, or I never, I was never in recovery, but uh, anyway, she relapsed. And then um, uh, we ended up ending that relationship. And um, so I, I was going to AA and working steps, et cetera. And then I met my uh, last my past wife, who, by the way, uh, this eventually will come out, but uh, that my wife just passed away two months ago. And, um, you know, so uh, uh, just to get that out in the open, because uh, I'm still going deep in the grieving process. And, uh, you know, uh, so it's part of my life today. And, um, but I haven't had to compulsively eat over it either. And uh, that's one thing I'm very grateful about. <clears throat> but anyways, I, I, I'm sober. And uh, after being sober for two years, uh, I realized that I was attracted to sick women. And uh, I figured I might as well uh, try to find somebody in AA 
that, um, you know, knew she was sick and doing something about it instead of getting involved with uh, somebody that was sick and didn't have any idea that she was sick. So, and, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for that because that, that was uh, 30 years ago. And I'm so grateful for that because that, that became, or the 12 steps became the bedrock of our relationship. And we shared our recovery. She sponsored a lot of people. I was sponsored a lot of people. And uh, it was truly a gift. But um, four years after uh, I had moved in with her, uh, she had a six-year-old son and had all his goodies. And I started having problems with food. And I wasn't drinking or drugging, of course. And uh, so I was medicating with food and started putting on weight. And uh, Diane's best friend uh, had joined OA and lost 40 pounds. And I thought that my higher power was telling me I needed to go. And my very first OA meeting I went to, uh, there was a guy from Florida visiting. I've never seen him since then. But uh, he also was a recovering alcoholic. And he said, you know, sugar is sweet, but liquor is quicker. And as soon as I heard that, it was like, I'm home. I know where I, I belong here. And um, so I started, uh, it was a how program. I, I did their food plan. I lost weight. And I, I was good until my mom passed away in 95. And then um, I went through a, a crisis or a bottom and uh, I hit a bottom. Uh, I was going to commit suicide. I had been suicidal before that, or, you know, thinking about committing suicide, but this time I was going to do it. And, um, you know, uh, in any ways, I, I was thinking about how I was going to do it. And then I realized I couldn't do it. And, and when I realized I couldn't do it, the next thought was, well, what am I going to do? And the next thought after that was, well, I might as well be fucking happy. And, and the next thought was, well, how am I going to be fucking happy? And the next thought was, start working a program of recovery again, Tim, because I, I basically got down to one meeting a week and that was it. And so I threw myself into my program of recovery. Uh, and, you know, it turned my mom's death into this ter horrible, terrible thing, into this wonderful thing, because it changed my life. And, you know, I hope the same thing comes up Diane's, and I'm open to that happening. But, you know, I'm not there yet. But anyways. So I started working a program of recovery and I got into a history because I, I wanted to find out where this program started at. And I started sponsoring people and my, my whole life changed. And, you know, uh, even my job wise that uh, I, I was working for JCPenney still uh, 20 years and um, I, I, I had to get out of it. And uh, they were doing a management downsizing in the morning I was going into work. Uh, I thought if they don't fire me I'm or let me go, I'm going to have to quit. And uh, they let me go, gave me a generous uh, severance package. And, and, uh, and, and also, you know, that they fired or let go four other people. There was five of us, five managers, so they let go. And um, I was the only one that was happy about it. I stayed after, you know, after, they said we could stay there for a month and use their equipment, et cetera, to find new jobs. I stayed there and then I left early 
and a friend came over to my house to uh, console me. He saw that I was excited about it. And I, he asked me what I wanted to do. I told him I wanted to get into sales. And as he was leaving, he said, you know, we're looking for somebody. And I started work two days later. So, you know, was, you talk about Godsidents, you know, and, and that week was a week of miracles. I was the only one that they, they had a going away party for out of the group. And, and I, I attribute this all to program. And, uh, but during this time, after my mom died, I did relapse food-wise and I gained 30 some pounds. And then uh, later on, I quit smoking. I gained another 30 some pounds, even though I, I justified it, you know, as being, you know, to be expected. Because they say, I think you gained 50 pounds weight, or I had heard that. So I only gained 30. So, and I, I, I had fat serenity for quite a while. As a matter of fact, until about 15 months ago. And during this time, you know, I was sponsoring people. I helped start two meetings here, OA meetings, and uh, still going on. And uh, I'm still faithful going to those meetings. But uh, anyways, uh, but, you know, I was also an AA snob that uh, I thought that, you know, I, I help people in OA. I, I go to my AA meetings to get fed, and then I, I pass it on to the OA meetings. And um, anyways, how much time do I have, Becky, or whoever was timing me? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Okay. Uh, so, and you know, one thing I, I, I did want to, so I've I been doing that, but then uh, with the pandemic, um, what well, I, I back up a little bit, uh, five and a half years ago, my wife had a stroke. And before that, she was a, a nurse, then she was a drug and alcohol counselor, as well as a nurse, and then she was a nurse manager, and then she became a teacher. And she started teaching students that were going, high school students that were going in the medical field. And, you know, her, her whole life became, was about service, you know, and helping people. And uh, so uh, there's three things I, I want to talk about in this talk is service, uh, love, love, and, you know, enjoying the moment, because that's all she was. After she had her stroke, it, uh, she, she didn't fully recover, uh, not even close, but what was left was that she went around, she was limited in what she could say, but she, she went around saying, I love you constantly. And, you know, there was one morning I, I got her up uh, to help her go potty. And as I was helping her up and I counted how many times she said, I love you to me. And by the time I put her back to bed, she had to told me she loved me 20 times. <laughs> and she did that with everybody. I mean, we go to the grocery store and she just look at people and smile and say, I love you. And um, we went on vacation and we because she was handicapped, we had to sit towards the front of the plane, but we had to wait until everybody else got off. And uh, so there was like 30 rows behind us, you know, over 120 people. And anyways, as people went by, she stood there saying, I love you to all these people as they went by. That's just the way she was. She had this beautiful smile when she did that. And, uh, and anyways, and, and we had a caregiver when she first started working with Diane, 
that, you know, Diane would say, I love you. And she'd say, well, I like you. And I could tell she was not comfortable being told that she, she was loved. But over time, now Shirley constantly says, I love you to all kinds of people. And it's just amazing and wonderful. And I know it's because of Diane. But uh, anyways, and, you know, she, she continued going to AA meetings after her stroke. And when she was in the hospital with her coma before she passed away two months ago, uh, these newcomers to AA came and they wrote her notes and they were talking about that, you know, she, she welcomed them by, with a beautiful smile, telling them that she loved them, God loves them, and that she was, uh, had their back. And she said that, you know, they, they were talking about, you know, that they came in when, when they weren't feeling good about themselves, but just with the way she greeted them, et cetera, it made them feel good about themselves. And sorry, you know, and, and the other thing is, is that after Diane had her stroke, she was happy all the time. I mean, and, and one thing it taught me was the importance of love, because I, I can't help but believe that part of the reason why she was so happy was because she gave away love. And that's why I, I see the program is, is that we're here giving each other love and we, we help love each other until we can love ourselves. Because I, I truly do believe the core of my disease was my self-hatred. You know, that when I got into recovery and heard, you know, that, uh, or, and, and I thought, you know, if I could just get to liking myself, I'd be, you know, so much better off. I never dreamt I could ever love myself. And, you know, and, and that's one thing I found was in serving Diane and helping take care of her and, you know, and then also passing on the love. You know, I, I read a meditation this morning, my morning program, and it talked about that, you know, love and service is the way to happiness. And, you know, for the fi past five and a half years, I was happy with my life. I mean, you know, when anything fancy, we weren't doing what we planned to do when we retired. Well, she, she retired and I'm still working, but, you know, that uh, we were planning to travel, et cetera, but she just couldn't do that. And, you know, but we, we were happy. And, uh, you know, and that, I guess, makes her passing uh, all the more tragic for me because, I mean, you know, People say, oh, well, you know, she, she, she's uh, better off and you must be relieved. No, I, I'm not effing re relieved. You know, I, I truly did enjoy taking care of her. But, you know, part of the reason why I feel that way is it because she kept telling me she loved me. She and she had this gratitude about my taking care of her. I, I'd tell her I'm trying to take good care of me. And she go, oh, honey, you are taking good care of me. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so, but, but, and so that's part of the reason why I'm talking about the love, being happy in the moment, and service, because I feel like I'm helping carry her legacy. One minute. So, what? Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, that's, and that's what I'm trying to make my life all about. And um, so I'm doing service, uh, you know, sponsoring people. And, uh, you know, uh, and all things considered, I do have a very 
wonderful life. And I, and, uh, I truly am grateful for my OA program because I found that I, I, got, I have to work a program harder and better than I ever did trying to stay sober because the food is more cunning, baffling, and powerful. And this disease is powerful and it wants to kill, it suddenly kills us, you know? And so with that, I'm sure my time's up and I'm grateful to be here. And I love, I love you all. Have a great day. Oops.